0: Blob Talk Radio. Love. Sports Radio Sharks, hosted by Robbie D, Big Mike, and Vinny the Shark. And good evening everybody, Monday night here, Vinny the Shark, Big Mike, no Robbie D, and uh, surprise, surprise, no Goon, but uh, <laughs> I was told and assured, Vinny, that Goon will be back in the house on Saturday. Well, we'll have to see about that, i have to see it to believe it. I hear you. And uh, happy baseball day. Happy 163, Vinny. What yeah, a day. what a day. 163. I mean, you can't beat that. It was, it, it was a real joy. And these teams obviously don't want to be in that wild card game. So there's a lot on the, uh, a lot at stake. It's a little preview for the playoffs that we're going to have starting up tomorrow. Yep. And uh, let's get right to it today, though. The Brewers beating the Cubs. So the Brewers winning the division. Uh, almost an underdog story. Pretty yeah. cool because it was really the Cubs the whole way. The Brewers just real hot the last month. Uh had the Cardinals chiming in there a little bit as well. But in the end, the Brewers riding Christian Yellick's hot streak to the division. Yep, and it took to that uh, infamous game 163 to go and get it. So the Brewers they didn't die. The Cubs, uh, they didn't even slack off all that much. But like you said, the Brewers caught fire at the right time, and this is definitely the time you want to get hot. Um, they go in there, and like I said, i worried about the Milwaukee Brewers because of their starting rotation yeah. in a wild card game to throw this guy out there. Them winning this division, is so impactful, and it meant so much more to them than it means to the Cubs for this wild-card situation. I completely agree with you. And listen, I don't want to say the Cubs are old, Vinny, but they're dealing uh, – Chris Bryant is not himself. Uh, Rizzo's swinging what a hot him, man? You're right. He needs shoulder surgery. I, I'm telling him the offseason. He's got he to be had, hurt. Yep. Definitely. the treated, only explanation. You traded your top outfield prospect for Quintana, who had a 4 ERA. That's what he's going to finish with. He had a bum year. You're right. He did. He pitched well today. Finished, though – I mean, a 4 ERA. is just It's abysmal – uh, Murphy in and out of the lineup, of in and out of the lineup. of Javi Baez. Uh, if he's not the MVP, he's number two. Yeah, so there's no sure. question about that. And then on the other side, you had Shaquin go today. He went five and two thirds, only one run. And then I think you're going to see Vinny, like the Yankees might want to do like, uh, you know, always, like Oakland's going to want to do, bullpen, bullpen, bullpen. Give me five and bullpen. Yeah, I mean, and that's just the way the game's becoming. And you're going to see a lot more of these bullpen days that we all laughed at. Uh, the Rays doing, the yeah. 90-win Rays. Yep. And uh, yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to see teams starting to do this next year. It's going to be a very common thing. The bullpen has definitely taken over Major League Baseball. But for the Cubs, if they didn't go out there and get Cole Hamels, and he was as yeah. good as he was for them, this playing game wouldn't even be happening. They would have the wild card spot, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And that is a ESPN ad, uh, which I apologize for. But um, So, John Lester's going to get the ball. They already said that. So the Brewers, they haven't said. They have a few days now to plan for it. But this is a team being the Brewers. They've invested in this team all season long. You go out and get Moussakis. You go out and get shoot. In the off season before that, you trade for Yelich. You bring in Lorenzo Kane. This is a team with an owner that said, you know what? We have some pieces. We're going to add more pieces to it, and let, let's see what happens. In uh, off season. that was so dead. Every yeah. single week we were coming on this show, and the free agents we say every show over and over again, week in, week out. It was just the same people just not getting signed. The Brewers were the only team going out there and actually signing these guys. Yep. And good for them. The money well spent because they just got back in the postseason for the first time. And I, in a couple of years now, they've been in the cellar of that division. So uh, good for Milwaukee. Big time W today. and Christian Yelich, one RBI shy, one home run shy, that triple yeah. crown. That guy's going to win the MVP. I agree with you, and we've been on that now for quite some while. Uh, the other game, not over, but, uh, you know, and it's never over till it's over. However, it does look like the Dodgers are going to travel to Chicago tomorrow and play the Cubs in the wild card game. I mean, the Rockies are going to play on game. I'm sorry, the Rockies. Yep, yep. It's, uh, the Rockies down five nothing right now. Walker Buehler looked great. Uh, 93 pitches for 20 outs, and he uh, obviously blanked the Rockies at that point. Big time start from the kid. He's going to be the real deal. He's 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 an ace on a lot of teams, but with and Kershaw over there, he's a bona fide number two. Great starter. Great start for that kid and the Dodgers. Now they don't have to worry about a game, uh, playing game, the wild card game. They go right in there and they just, they can save their pitchers. They don't have to waste Kershaw. It's a good. Uh, the Dodgers needed them, and that's the team. We were making fun of the Dodgers all the time in April. Yeah. What a brutal start they got, and that was a tough division. So, hats off to the Dodgers going out there. Boy Bellinger, Mac Muncie with home runs, and Muncie now finishes winning with 35. All these stats count today. 35 home runs. It always feels like it happened with Justin Turner. It oh, And there's another ad for you. You don't want to hit the mute on your uh, in there. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> it always feels like it started with Justin Turner. The Dodgers always have some player that just comes out of nowhere and, and has a season like this. And yeah, Max Muncy was definitely that guy, like we just said. 35 home runs. Uh, Manny Machado wasn't even all that great um, when he went over there. You thought he'd be that uh, that extra burst for them, including Brian Dozier on paper star. today. Yep, on paper. Uh, I mean, you thought those two guys We're talking about – arguably two of the best middle infielders uh, hitting-wise and in the MLB, and they, they disappointed. But you had guys like Turner who stepped up, and Max Muncy was definitely that spark plug that got them going in the middle of the season. And uh, Marquez went today for to the Rocky would Imagine it's Freeland. I couldn't see why. Oh, you has to be Freeland. Freeland, Lester, definitely. another ad. Um, I don't really know how you do that, so I'm out here. <laughs> uh, It's out of there. It's fine. Um... That's what happens when you have no goon, no rob. You get uh that you screw-ups. Uh, <laughs> um, on things other than names. On, yeah. uh, wait, there will be a few names today. I promise <laughs> you that. Um, if it wasn't for Ronald Acuna, we would be talking about Walker Bueller for Rookie of the Year. And yeah, you know. him, him or even Juan Soto. I think there's some recognition. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Walker Bueller guy. I, I back him. He's one of my uh, keeper league guys. I'm, I'm all in on him. And like I said, he absolutely stellar today, and now he gets a couple of days off, and maybe pitch that game too. Yep, to had an today also, and uh, not a ton of strikeouts, but, you know, that's you don't need them when you have that. Right. efficiency. Uh, there's zero earned runs, and that's all that matters. Exactly. So it's 7.06 here, over the top sports, and we'll hit on the Yankees real quick because uh, – Damn right, we're going to hit them. You're a Yankee fan. <laughs> <laughs> I just skipped over <laughs> it. Boone uh, lifts their shield, uh, sealed, uh, as you like to say, mm-hmm. uh, the New York Post is uh, supposedly reporting that it will be J.A. Hatt. Yeah. I, things I've been looking into, the people I follow on Twitter, my my sources, uh, it all seems to be J.A. Hatt. And um, you know what? I'm I'm okay with that. He's definitely been the best pitcher for them in the second half of the year. He hasn't lost with them since we got him. But, I mean, like I said, you're not supposed to look ahead. But the guy's numbers against the Red Sox are incredible, and I would love to see – and I like Tanaka. Tanaka's been in this game before. I know his last two starts were really crap. But I, I would have loved to see Taka, he's been in the game. he's fished well in these games before. I trust him in this situation, and I would have loved to see him half. But you have to go with the hot hand. It's Jay Hatt. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to knock on Boone, but I would have went mostly to Tanaka. Yeah, and I think you could go either way with that. I know what you were saying. You brought up Hap's numbers against the Red Sox, and you can't look ahead, but knowing what those numbers are, To do with it, I think they really want Gary Sanchez to catch, and out of all those pitchers, the you last person he can catch, catch is here with splitter. You're right. That you're He's right. going to throw low, and I think that is a, a huge deal with this decision. If in fact Aaron right. Boone does go with that, and that's something that uh, is very interesting. It's not something you're reading about out. there. game, of course, but, I mean, listen, they want him in there. I think that has a lot to play into the j Hat decision. if that's what they go with. So, very interesting. We'll have to see what happens there. And then the other game that will take place before we're back on the air on Saturday, uh, Indian astros is going to happen. That's going to be on Friday night. Uh, all the times and, uh, you know, the, the uh, times, and uh, it's actually TBS will have the game. Time to be determined. Astros-Indians is going to kick off a uh, pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's probably going to be all over Houston. Yeah. I'm actually going to go with the Indians to win the series, believe it or not. Um, I don't think Astros' pitching is as good as it was early in the season. I think they're hittable. I don't think Berlander is as dominant as he was last year. I mean, it's the playoffs. Everyone turns on a new league. But I love that Indians' uh, rotation. I think their lineup is stacked. I think they can definitely pull out up the upset and beat the defending champs. And just something to keep an eye on about team stacks. Cleveland had a higher batting average team than Houston, which you might surprise you with Houston's lineup. They had more hits, they had more home runs. They had uh, more slugging. Uh, the pitching side went to Houston, obviously, with that rotation. But it will be Corey Kluber. And uh, to be determined, I would think it will be Justin Verlander. But it could be Cole. It could be Keitel if they wanted to go that got to imagine it's going to be Verlander. I would think so and as well. listen, the Tribe got to go out there. They got to win it. They got to do it for Chief Wahoo. It's the last year <laughs> of the Chief. <laughs> Winning for the Chiefs. So, uh, that's uh, that's the baseball games this week. I know you have the odds, though, for the World Series. So, uh, before we make our predictions, let's hear the odds. All right. Las Vegas' odds, the favorite. Who do you think it is? Uh, I would say the favorite has to be um, – I would say the Astros are the favorite to repeat. The favorite is the team that won the most games in baseball this year. The Boston oh. Red Sox at plus oh. 300, but you're not far off the defending champs. Astros at plus 325. Dodgers had the best odds in the National League, but at plus 850, it's very open in the National Damn, League. Wow. The Cubs plus 850, I'm sure the odds, I don't know if they changed to Right. but um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's going to change now than the wild card. Indians plus 900, Yankees and Rockies plus 1,000, Braves plus 1,200, Brewers plus 1,200, and 8 a- plus 1,800. But I'm, I'm assuming some of these are going to jump now right. after game 163 is all You would have to think just a smart better looking at those, throwing some money on an Indian. who yeah. have two frontline starters and a hell of a bullpen, uh, and a lineup. I mean, I, you know, that seems like pretty good value. I literally think the Indians and the Yankees have the best odds here at worth betting. And you know what? Maybe even the Brewers, even though I'm sure that 1,200 is going to jump now, right. they might even have some chances, even though I still not sold on that rotation. But I'm saying odds wise, dollar value, uh, the Indians are like the Yankees, 900 uh, 1,000, and the Brewers, 1,200 if it stays around there. Yeah. And um, we have Rob's pick. You just sent it in. I make all World Series picks. We'll put those up on Twitter. Rob is going uh, Astros and the Dodgers, and to Rob's credit, he has been on the Dodgers now and yes, he has, uh, for months. So this is even before the trade deadline. Rob has said the Dodgers paper before Machado, before Dozier. He was on them. So uh, I'm fine with that. That is not a choke pick for me. So Dodgers, Astros for Rob. And uh, beginning of the year, I had the Yankees and the Cubs, but I hate the Cubs now. I don't think they're going to win. I just don't like that team. I don't think they have that firepower they had when they won a couple years back. I'm going to flip-flop it to the Dodgers. Going against my word here. And, uh, and I unfortunately did not get in. Uh, it's not about the best team. It's that team that gets hot at the end. And you're seeing something right now in Milwaukee. Like so. the Rockies did that year when exactly. they got there and lost to Boston. So, yeah, yeah, if you're talking about the hottest teams, you're 100% right. The Milwaukee Brewers are definitely that team. So And you can't even pitch to Christian Yelich right now. So, I would go <laughs> – Milwaukee Brewers and uh, and the Houston Astros. So. All right. So there we go. Those are the picks right there. Seven twelve 12 over the top sports. Anything with baseball that I missed? No, nah, I think he got it all covered, my man. So let's hit the Monday night game before that kicks off at 8 15 on uh, ESPN. The Chiefs and the Broncos. And uh, the spread is 3.5. Kansas City giving the Broncos 3.5. Tonight is the night Uh-oh. that we see Uh-oh. Patrick Mahomes okay. come down to earth. Uh-oh. And the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll lose this game because Denver, in mile high, my boy Case Keenum outperforms the guy with 13 touchdowns in three weeks tonight. The Broncos going to bring the Chiefs down to a little taste of reality. The Broncos going to bounce back. They're a tough team in that building. I like them to pull out this win, especially with how much the public is taking the Chiefs. And speaking of 74%, this is William Hill, which is probably the biggest betting site uh, you know that I know of, at least. 74% of the bets and 73% of the point spread money is on Kansas City. And that's why that's why they're <laughs> going to lose, because when does Las Vegas make mistakes? I hear you. The Chiefs 2-0 on the road, Broncos 2-0 at home. Um, I'll give you uh, – after seeing that, I'd be, I'm not betting it, but I will <laughs> say I do think the Chiefs in that offense will survive one more week. I think uh, they will win the game. So I'll lay the three and a half. I'll take the Chiefs. But Vinny, a over under a 53-and-a-half, and a half—that just seems inflated. That is, it's a lot of points. Um, we all know what Mahomes has done. I'm um, giving no love to the Broncos defense. Though. That, that is defense giving. Bad? That's giving no love. The Broncos defense did look really, really bad against the Ravens last week, but I was on the road. I'm telling you, Denver at home—they're going to be holding down that home field this year. Denver was my pick to win that division going into the year, yeah. so I'm riding high with Case Keenum and the Broncos. Uh, Over-under, I don't know if I, if I had to touch it. I guess I'd go with the under. I definitely think uh, the Chiefs are not going to be putting up those power numbers that they had the first three weeks tonight. Yeah, that is uh, that is a lot of points. So, see what happens with that. Rob did not give me his pick, but I'll try and get that before 8:15 15 and throw that up to everybody. Uh, now, let's hit the games. And we'll start with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Jets. Um, we all said that the Jets were to come back down to earth who, uh the Jets fans being crowned. They basically crowned themselves Super Bowl champions after that week one Monday night win against the Lions. Which I think uh, a smart Jet fan can now acknowledge that it was more of the Lions being really, really crappy in that game than, I think than the Jets fair. doing anything. I, I think that's fair. And uh, yesterday, total yards, 503 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jets uh, averaged a, a measly 178. So, just couldn't get anything going. Uh, Todd Bowles after the game in press conference, uh, you know, didn't know what else we could have done, which is just very interesting to me. But uh, what did you take away from this game? I took away uh, that uh, the rookie was not ready to face the best defense of football. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars obviously own that best defense. Sam Darnold was 17 for 34. That's not very good. 167 no. yards. That's not very good. He did toss a touchdown, and he got sacked three times. He didn't turn it over. But, um, listen – they had no running game. This is just I'm looking at these total yards for the Jets. They I don't even think they cracked 200. No, 178. 178 total yards. Yep. That's that's not good. No, that's it's not. That's um, not good, and that's just uh, that's just a young quarterback against the best defense. I'm not even going to harp on the kid too much. Yeah, I kind of something that you said stuck out of me. He didn't turn it over. So you know what? You take that from it. He he went up against the best defense in the NFL, and uh, he didn't turn the ball over. And so. it, he was trailing early too. Right. So playing from behind, Leonard Fournette got hurt again, hamstring. Yeah. I cannot see him playing this week. I think they have to sit him down. They have to try and get him right. He probably shouldn't have played this without. Uh, he, he definitely shouldn't have. And uh, the other takeaway from this is the, the wide receiver battle here. You know, everybody was all over Keelan Cole. Yesterday you had Westbrook and Moncrief each going over 100 yards. You just don't know who to own there. And even because they're a Bortles quarterback, I don't want any of them. Uh, a Jacksonville Jaguar offense has... Uh, These players for fantasy, I cannot own any of them besides probably TJ Yeldon, I would say now at this point, if that's out. Anybody else, those receivers, like you just said, can't count on them. It seems to be a different guy every week. Yep. And um, as far as the Jets go, Todd Bowles yesterday after the game in the press conference was asked uh, about Sam Darnold. And uh, he said, what's uh, the reporter asked him, what's more important? Developing Sam Darnold or winning games, and and Bowles answered winning games, and the reporter said, "Well, then, how come Josh McCown isn't starting? <laughs> Why on earth? Uh, this to me is, is is mind-boggling. Contradiction right there. <laughs> Why on earth would you be starting uh, Josh McCown? I, I don't get it. Are the Jets wrong here for starting Sam Darnold? Well, if if Todd Bowles is trying to win football games, you would have to think that McCown had the better chance of winning football I games know, I don't for know, them, right? Know about that, Josh I really McCown don't. made them win hit the team total last year, the yeah. team total win overs. Um, I, think, I think that's a fair thing. They just got in the contradictum. That's just the media playing around with the coach. That's what it is. I don't know. They said, you know, Donald clearly won the job, and he was going to get the job anyway. But uh, to me, uh, there would be zero reason. That's, Todd Bowles can't go out there and say, oh, we have to develop him. I don't care if we win or lose games. He's the coach. His job is to win football games. He has to say that. But obviously – the point is to develop Sam Darnold. That's no, the whole the point, point of the in there. There's they, people out there that think Josh McCown is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. He probably is at no, this point. Come he probably on, is. No, Look at his no, numbers no. last year; they were very good. No, he had no, very good numbers no, last year. This guy's what? Than- Sam Darnold. This guy's four games in right now. You, uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Darnold should be compared to anybody right now. He's a rookie. Oh my god! <laughs> don't tell Jeff. he said that. Um, <laughs> moving on to what well, we'll stay in the division though. Moving on. Uh, the undefeated Miami Dolphins getting blown out at Foxborough, Tom Brady and those New England Patriots. And uh, listen, Brady didn't look great. He didn't look like the GOAT, but he also didn't have to because of the run game they were able to establish. Sony Michelle, 112 yards and touchdown. White, though, with a long run, 22-yard touchdown, and he was also involved in the run game. He led the team in receiving. So this is why we said it, Vinny, um, the other day on uh, on Saturday show, we don't want anything to do with the New England running back situation, and here's why. Yeah, exactly. You don't know who it's going to be. Uh, Sonny Michelle comes out, he gets the 25 carry workload, and next week is it going to be him again? You just never ever know with this team. But um, it looks like now that Burke heads out, it's going to be more of James White and Michelle. Yeah. So I guess um, now we're with the two. I guess that's better than the three-way carousel over there. But yeah, Tom Brady didn't look great, but this is a revenge game, and the Patriots did exactly what I expected them to do, and that was route the uh, Miami Dolphins. And uh, the receiving core, which has just been so talked about, Gronk ends up going out with an ankle injury. Supposedly not serious, but they were off thirty points. Uh, yeah, thirty points at the time, so there was no reason for him to come back. Uh, Philip Dorsett with the touchdown, Corey Patterson with a touchdown. Josh Gordon played twenty-two percent of the snaps. Chris Hogan played, but really wasn't anything How special. upsetting is it to be a Chris Hogan owner oh, And I have him in a And you weeks. would think you were going to thrive the first four weeks with him. Yes. And it just has not been the case. He's been shut down by the number one corner by every team. It's been ridiculous. And now you add Julian Edel- Edelman. Back. To mix. I, and Edelman's going to get his. That's the only thing I can guarantee you. I don't know where Gordon, Hogan, and Gronk will eventually get his. I'm not worried about him either yeah. as long as he's on the field. I don't know where Hogan and Gordon and, and Dorsett won't see the field. Hogan and Gordon, where they fit in here. Edelman's definitely Brady's guy. That's his go-to guy now. And uh, that should open up people. Um, let Gordon, you know, progress and develop in that system. And I'm sure he'll make plays. We all know the immense talents that uh, that he possesses. Right. Um, maybe that opens up Chris Hogan, because Chris Hogan is just clearly not a number one wide receiver. That's just he, he proved that to us. Very frustrating for fantasy fans. And real quick here, not to change, but Arenado just did a solo home run. So had Yellick hit a home run today and been tied for home runs, uh, it wouldn't have mattered because Arenado was the home run leader going into today with 37, and he just hit another one. So, he will win the home run category by two. So, uh, all the yellow uh, out there, it's by two, it won't be by one. <laughs> um, move on to the Eagles and the Tennessee Titans. And uh, it, I think it's time to – I don't want to say take the Titans seriously, but start giving them a little credit because Mike Vrabel here has really done something pretty cool with the Tennessee Titans. And I think it's if- – uh, let's think it's time to say that the Philadelphia Eagles are overrated, <laughs> like I've been saying all summer long. All right. All right. They didn't play a good game yet again. Okay. And it's the fourth week, and finally, they split them two and two. This team, you could arguably say, shouldn't have one win this season. That's fair. Philadelphia. You really could say that. You could really get into it. You could really look into it and point out points that they should not have one goddamn win this year. So I think it's more about Philadelphia being overrated than giving any props to Mike over there. But hey, who had the Tennessee Titans winning this many games at this point? Yeah, I mean, started off 3-1, and, one and and one of those games was uh Blaine Gallery. And uh, their only loss was a nine-hour game in Miami. Right. That was just uh, – I mean, you could th- that you could throw that on That's away. a toss up for yeah, anybody in that uh, circumstance. Um, the Tennessee Titans, Vinny, they're playing around Mike Vrabelo. I think they've really bought into it, that defense. Corey Davis, uh, you know, finally exploded onto the scene yesterday, 9 one, sixty-one, and one Yeah. Uh, you know, you follow college a little more than I. What do you like out of this kid besides size? I never really cared for him because he went to Tennessee, but well, this is uh, he definitely possesses good traits as a wide receiver, and I just didn't like the situations over there with Mariota and a uh, team that I thought was going to be very run-heavy. Yeah. But uh, Mariota, he was airing it out yesterday. He 43 was. attempts. He looked good. This is the Mariota you believed in last year. My this boy. is the Mariota you wanted to see week in, week out. You he thought he was going to be the fantasy stud. You yeah. thought he He's be a top five fantasy quarterback. He did it last night, but uh, he's got he's got to develop consistency with it. I agree with you, but I think Davis now will start to show you something if you have him in fantasy. They got rid of Rashad Matthews, who left midweek and uh, won't be back with the team. So this could possibly be that emerging, and the buy low unfortunately is closed. But he's out there on some wires, and if he is, he's definitely worth the number one. Claim. You're buying back in. I am. Yeah, he's I bought I, back in. I have, I have bought back in on Corey Davis. I think without Rashad Matthews there, uh, he could be that number one target. Um, And on the Eagles side, I agree with everything you said. There's no reason for me to harp on that. The only thing I will say is Alshon Jeffrey back uh, playing the game, which is another weapon for Wentz, who still doesn't look like he's, uh, you know, there. But uh, in fantasy, uh, Jeffrey, 8-105-1, I mean, he's going to give you value all season long. So uh, just something to keep an eye on there. Um, Are you more of an Eagle – I know you hate the Eagles, but are you more of – you don't believe in the because of Wentz's injury, or are you just – you don't. You think this team is flat-out overrated? I think they have a good defense, and everything about them is overrated. I think the Wentz injury definitely has a play in it. I thought Nick Foles sucks and somehow got hot at the right time last year. And um, we've seen goofy quarterbacks do that before. <laughs> but um, I, I just think they're an overrated football team that's going to very much underachieve this year. And, yes, Carson Wentz's injury definitely has a lot to do. And uh, we'll see what happens with the Eagles with that. Um, one of the winless teams, Vinny, the Houston Texans finally – Got a win for, and uh, this game's getting a little interesting here in the top of the ninth. That is Trevor Story with a solo home run off of Dodger um, bullpen. Yeah, off Kenley Jansen. J- uh, Jansen just has not looked right. That was not his year, but still no outs. Too no outs. Now they're down three. Uh, save situation. Rocky's fighting a little bit here. We'll see if they can, you know, make this a little more interesting. Fargo coming up. Um, Houston Texans getting a win um the Sean Watson Vinny uh he stormed onto the scene last season just absolutely phenomenal phenomenal season has not looked like that the Sean and he's coming back from an injury as well so maybe it's unfair for me to say this he has not looked like that to Sean Watson no and um he put up fantasy numbers for people yeah. but that doesn't mean he had a great game right. but um it was a shootout mm-hmm. and uh he definitely looked better I'd definitely be disappointed if I was a um uh, Watson owner yep but uh for fantasy purposes everything looked pretty good even if you had his connection with Hopkins or even my boy Will Fuller who found the end zone again yep. um he had two one hundred receivers in this game but um the Texans are they're in big trouble zero oh, and four and how about our boy Andrew Luck your boy well, Texans won, Andrew Luck. One and <laughs> oh yeah that's right they're one and three you're right but um Andrew Luck 40 for 62 pass attempts yeah. for somebody with such a bad arm 62 pass attempts 464 yards and four touchdowns for Andrew Luck and he he started throwing the ball a little bit further even yesterday. There was a few nice passes. He had to do that. This week. he did. Yeah, he, he had, to. had to show you something too. Right. After that, all the talk about right. stupid <laughs> hell Mary, um, I'm not ready to buy in. But uh, whatever, man, I'm not rooting for him to fail. But at the same time, I, I think you not- are. Well, I think you are. I think you kind of have to at this point. No, no, I, I'm not rooting for him to fail, but I will say I'm, I'm not buying back into it at all. I'll also say that the Colts just have no running game whatsoever. No. Their running backs are not ad worthy. I don't care at all. Leaving them on the damn wire, yeah. that they're just they don't run the football. And Andrew Luck is going to be throwing this ball fifty times a game. Absolutely horrible. And I and listen, is he going to be able to sustain that? <laughs> How healthy is he to throw fifty have, times? We will a have, game? have to so far i have to say so good but the colts once again a close game this team has been in four close games and yeah. they don't pull out the win in this one uh, and you said this was a show about confessions which we'll get to with the giants later but i would like to confess i have never bought into will fuller and i'm starting to oh i love will fuller i have, I have never bought into him i thought he was the biggest steal for a wide receiver three yeah, you could he, have this year. he looks pretty good man he is damn And uh, he's not just one of those speed burners he actually could be a uh, a route possession guy he looks very good so you're not going to get him where uh i drafted him this year next year he's going to be ranked a lot higher he's cool. starting to get that recognition he deserves uh Bow's injuries though he's already on their injury report for this week but i have bought it. he did miss week one too yeah um the green bay packers and what was what everybody thought was going to happen did <laughs> happen 22 nothing shutting out the buffalo bills who uh i mean if you look at this game now you think the vikings suck even more but um <laughs> Aaron Rodgers goes out there, throws for 298, one and one. He didn't have to be great, Vinny, because they still got the job done. Uh, Clay Matthews got a sack without getting a penalty, (laughs) which is just magic. Yes, clap it up. He deserves it. Um, Aaron Jones, they actually look like they had a run game again. Uh, A lot of good things out of this game. Uh, What was your takeaway? Well, yeah, 11 carries for 65 yards for Aaron Jones. Um, Not too bad. Um, He had a 30-yard run, so it wasn't all that great, but – Regardless, when you have any form of a run game for Aaron Rodgers, that just makes that team so much more lethal. But I'm taking more out of this with that Vikings win. Who are the Vikings this year? Because the Green Bay Packers went out there. They tied with the Minnesota Vikings, and they completely shut out the Bills on their home turf. And the Vikings gonna do it on their home turf. They lost, and they got blown out. They got blown out in Skull over there. (laughs) It's like, who are the Minnesota Vikings this year? Because I bet you they're missing their man, Case Keenum. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, it does have to make you think, you know, what the hell's going Something's on. Something's over there. And it has to make you think, too, what's going on with uh, LeSean McCoy, who was asked after the game about his usage, and he said, I don't know, the game plan was to get me the ball. I know you're trailing. I thought he was a big fantasy day. You know you're trailing, that's fine, but this is somebody that could still, you know, pass catch out of the backfield, so his u- usage is uh it's got to be so concerning in fantasy especially for i'm alarmed that- by it it's four yeah. weeks now he hasn't done anything yeah and i just acquired him so uh just a great move there um uh, not much else to talk about that game it's aaron Rodgers. um good game though out in dallas 24 26 uh, 24 they beat the detroit lions which turned into a uh, a pretty good offensive day on both sides uh, a couple takeaways though on the Lions' side why is Carry on Johnson not getting the ball more? This kid actually looks like he can run. They look like they have a running back in Detroit, Vinny, that can run. They just like to throw it out. That's the Lions. That's what they do. But yeah, carry on at their 100 yard game. You would think they would uh, try to keep feeding the guy. I mean build off his momentum and create some balance. But um it was it was just a you know what it was a good game by the Dallas Cowboys. It was a hard fought game. They they won by two, so it was close. They were answering each other back and forth. Um, I don't really have too much to take away from this one. Big-time big, big time game from Golden Tate. Yep. And um, it was questionable. So, if you started him, uh, and we got a lot of questions this week on Twitter about him, and we said if he plays, you almost have to play Golden Tate. Yeah. I, I would have liked to see Dak Prescott go the whole field and not have to go for the game-winning field goal to see if yeah. that would have worked out. But um, not a bad day from him and not a bad day from Ezekiel Elliott, who had 152 yards on the ground. Yeah, and Jason Garrett said Ezekiel Elliott, who had the huge day, like you mentioned, is banged up. Um, so, Rod Smith immediately becomes a top waiver, and If you have Ezekiel Elliott, you have to handcuff with this guy. He's battling uh, leg and ankle injuries and still had a huge day, but uh, you never like to hear the head coach say when your star running back is battling injuries. And right. and if he was to miss any sort of time, I mean, just absolutely forget it. Cause the team would be even worse. Yeah, they're going downhill if they lose him. Uh, big day for you uh, and your boy, Vinny. Uh, Mitchell, the truth, Trubisky. Yep. Go ahead. Congratulations. Six. Six. Remember when everyone said this guy sucks? He yes. can't throw the ball. He's afraid to throw downfield. Yep. Who's saying it now? Huh? Who's saying it now? Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was Vinny uh, celebrating with Mitchell Trubisky. 354 yards. And uh, did you mention he had six touchdowns? He did. Six yeah. touchdowns. Game was over by halftime. And uh, the story out of this one, besides the whole Tampa Bay thing, which we'll get to, but on the Bear side, Tariq Cohen was the star of the day out of the backfield, running the ball, receiving the ball. He was a matchup nightmare for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's a matchup nightmare for everybody because this guy is just that good. He's very shifty. He's very quick. I love Tariq Cohen. I've been saying he's been better than Howard, uh, Howard the last yep. two seasons now. Uh, Tariq Cohen is the guy. He's a big time playmaker and he deserves more recognition that I think he's starting to finally get as well. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see what ha- they're on this week. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, now, what happens? Who uh, who becomes the guy there? Probably be some sort of timeshare dictated by how the game is going. But Tariq Cohen uh, really could earn that, you know, must-start flex play status every week. I don't know if he'll get enough to be running back, too, but must-start flex play. You know, he's probably already there. And I've been loving his DraftKings value price. I've been getting this guy at under $5,000, and it's just an automatic play for me. I think that's a great bargain, and I'm sure they're going to jump him up after this week in two weeks when they come back and play. Now, the Dodgers have won 5-2 finals, so the Dodgers uh, will win the division. Kenley Jansen does escape, uh, (laughs) barely. But uh, (laughs) there you have that. Uh, Rockies, Cubs, tomorrow. Yes, sir. Tomorrow night, time to be announced. Uh, Looks like TBS, though, did have the game. So where do they play that now? It's in Chicago. It's going to be in Wrigley? Okay. in Wrigley, in Chicago. So uh, you have to figure they're traveling right from here, you know? Yeah, you got a game tomorrow. What else are you going to do? Got to get there. And it will be John Lester, so see what happens there. Freeland, Freeland, probably. Got to be Freeland. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the magic is over. We said it on Saturday's show. We basically guaranteed that it was going to be this week uh, to go into Chicago, where they're tough as hell anyway. Now with Khalil Mack, who is the front-runner for Defensive Player of the Year, uh, hands down, that defense is so legit. The magic runs out. Winston comes back, uh, comes in, returns. Doesn't do anything special, throws two picks, but he has named the starter heading into this week. Yep, they're going back with Jameis. You kind of expected that. They were going to ride the magic out. I'm sorry, they're on a bye this week, so but he'll be the starter coming out of the bye. They rode the magic out. It, there was no magic here in Chicago, as we expected, like you said, Big Mike. And uh, they got to go with the guy they took first overall in the draft. They have to. That's their guy. They invested in him. And they, listen, Marcus Patrick's 37. Jameis Winston's, what, 27? You, yeah. You, you got to put Jameis Winston in. It's I know what you're saying, though, but when you're 3-2 and two and you've seen uh, – why can't you just chalk it up to being, uh, you know, a tough game and a tough place to play? Uh, do you honestly think Jameis Winston gives them the best chance to win a football game? No, I don't. I don't either. I, I really don't. You. I really don't, but I just understand why they're doing it. This is the first overall pick. This is supposed to be the franchise quarterback. You can't give up on him for someone who's 37 years old. It's interesting. We're both uh, on the same page with that. You know, I would take Fitzpatrick. If I had to go win one game with the Buccaneers, I'm taking Fitzpatrick. Same. And I'm sure Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson agree with you. Um, I guarantee you they would. (laughs) At least Deshaun, for sure. Um, And then you have the shootout in Atlanta, Vinny. Awesome game. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals getting a late touchdown from A.J. Green, winning 37 36 in a game that had nine hundred, almost a thousand yards combined, um, four hundred ninety-five for the Falcons, which the offense just looked ridiculous. Calvin Ridley, welcome, you are here, you have arrived. Another two touchdown day. looks like something special. Julio though, with all the yards and catches, Vinny, but he is allergic. Once to the again, end zone. no end zone. Um, is it time to get a little nervous about the Atlanta Falcons? One and three, and they lost two. Uh, they lost, yeah, two games at home. Yeah. Um, Back-to-back games at home. They lost. They have not been the same team. And listen, 36 points, 36 points. They have not been the same team since Kyle Shanahan left and went to San Francisco. They just haven't been. Um, Defensively, we talked about it Saturday, the injuries they have. Keanu Neal, Deion Jones. Um, Now they can't go trade Earl Thomas, which we'll get to. But... um, Defe- I I'm not worried offensively. Defensively, though, yeah, I'm concerned. And Matt Ryan giving up US, a lot of points this year. Matt Ryan, you said Eli O'Brien Ryan to start this week. Matt Ryan's having a hell of a year. He is it's not the problem. He had a he had a rough week one, and every single week now he's been coming out there putting up monster fantasy numbers. And I got him one like round ten and eleven in my league. That's, that's, right, right. that's, that's why one you wait on one. a quarterback, yes, sir. guys. Yes, sir. preach <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> Red Rocket Dalton. Uh, nice day. Three hundred and thirty-seven. Continuing. Solid season, big he, Mike. He is, yeah. Three touchdowns. Gio Bernard looked awesome, but unfortunately, that's going to come to an end. Is that one of your boys too? North Carolina Tar Heel, right there. <laughs> uh, the collection of people that you uh, that you're interested <laughs> is Fascinating. Uh, Gio Bernard, two touchdowns. Uh, looked awesome. Did he have one on the ground? No, he didn't. Just just the two. Uh, two on the ground. I'm sorry, not one. Repeated. Yeah, two on the ground. Yeah. Uh, boy, another huge. And if you picked him up, congratulations. He looks like he's going to be one of the top targets. Yep. Green touchdown. Ross scored a touchdown and hurt himself going in, which was hilarious. Check that out. But Vinny, how serious? And listen, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, they might make the playoffs, but they'll be out week one in the oh, playoffs. Of course. <laughs> uh, is this a team that we should take seriously enough that they can make the playoffs? Uh, who's their coach? I, I know what you're saying. Their coach is Marvin Lewis. I'm the biggest Bangle fan of the regular season, so I could bet against them week one in the playoffs all the time. There's nothing that makes me happier than seeing them lose round one in the playoffs every single year. It's it's just it's outright hilarious. It's, it's literally so comical that they can't win a playoff game, and I don't care how good they're off to a good start right here. Like I said, Dalton's having a great year. That offense looks great, solid defense for the most part, but when they come to the playoffs, they're more allergic to winning games than Julio Jones is finding the end zone. And uh, now three and one, and uh, suspensions are over. So Vontez Burfet, whatever his name is, <laughs> Burfet, whatever. There's one screw up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Got it. Uh He is back this week, and uh, he is a liability on defense, but a very good player when his head is straight. That's gonna help him, I'm sure. We'll see if he uh, matured. Uh, that wraps up the uh, the one o'clock games. So let's get into the fours with Seattle and Arizona, which. Um, just a, a barn burner. And every time I've lost money on this, so I can tell you from firsthand experience, every time Seattle has to go to Arizona, it's a tough game. And I try to stay away from it because there's something about Seattle having to go play there that I don't understand what happens? Uh, Mike Davis, the story, 21 carries 101 yards. So for anybody, and I feel bad that um, I didn't recommend Penny at all. Right. Uh, I assure you that, <laughs> but um, anybody that saw, um, Oh, Penny's going to get the start. Uh, It didn't work out that way. You you spend a first-round pick, Vinny, for somebody like that, and then you give the ball to Mike Davis, journeyman Mike Davis, (laughs) 25 times on the ground just frustrates fantasy owners. Of course, because I'm sure Mike Davis was probably 3% owned in all fantasy leagues, probably only owned by anybody who follows the Seahawks. And um, I was quite surprised. I know Carson had a big week last week. It was a shame he couldn't get in there. But Rashad Penny, they invested a first-round pick on this guy. Instead of drafting an offensive lineman, they went with the running back. They did this Why? later in the draft, like we did, <laughs> we like we did with the number two pick, but very different players, Penny and Barkley, obviously. Yes. Uh, Rashad Penny, uh, something's going on with him. I know he hurt his wrist in the preseason, but something's up that that should have been his game, Big Mike, 100%. That should have been his game to go to. And it was, and on the other side of the ball, Rosen, uh, 180 yards. He just, um, I don't know what you think of him out of all the out of all the quarterbacks. We can get to that, but... He just doesn't look comfortable, and um, I know the talent isn't there. He's got a star running back. He's got a Hall of Famer who's banged up, but the, he just doesn't look comfortable with yeah, and he does have the weapons. Honestly, when you look at the paper, uh, you got one of the you have a Hall of Fame wide receiver. You had uh, the you best running back. Kirk, yep, right? I'm a big Christian Kirk guy. I'm still waiting for him to find his first touchdown. Um, they they have weapons over there. They really do. So and a decent offensive line. Yeah. it's his first game. You can't harp on him too much. But like I told you, everybody about these quarterbacks I really didn't like any of them besides Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and uh, the story takeaway out of this one, besides the drunk Janikowski hitting a 50-yard field goal to win the game. Which Can't was, believe that guy's still kicking. I mean, his jersey, thank God there's no buttons because uh, they would completely <laughs> burst open. It is so tight. Um, um, I hope he kicks forever, man. I hope he never retires. Yeah, 50-something yards to win the game. Uh, the story, though, Earl Thomas, who wanted the long-term <laughs> contract, wanted the long-term contract, didn't get it, has been sitting out of practices, only playing games, breaks his leg, and as he's getting carted off, flips the finger to the Seattle sideline. Give me your thoughts. Uh, and he got a lot of support from former Seahawk players and even Seahawk players in the locker room. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of don't blame him. Uh, usually I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that for the next team that's going to take him now. But right. they kind of gave him the shaft. And I don't, think they, I don't think they gave him a fair hand here. And um, as unprofessional as that was of him, I kind of feel for him. I really do it's so unprofessional it really is and uh, And i know you're a man very strict to the professional book i I try to be you you usually are you usually are but for some reason i'm I'm team earl thomas on this (laughs) uh i I thought it was hilarious i really did and uh while we're speaking of injuries i didn't hit on this one we just talked about the game the the tyler Eifert injury in the bengals oh that was ugly it was horrible uh compound fracture of the ankle they had to put the air cast on right away uh, the picture's up on our Twitter, but he is clearly out for the year and, and likely longer with the way that looked. And who knows? It might be a career for him. He's, yeah. uh, he had that monster rookie season with them, and he's been injured ever since. So this might be the end for the Eifert Tower. Yeah, and uh, speaking on the Seattle side, uh, the tight end, who I love, Disley, the big target, uh, he's out too. He has, um, I forget the – I think the Achilles injury that Jimmy Graham had. So he's out for the season as well. Achilles and never good. Russell Wilson, uh, gone. Uh, Doug Baldwin did return, no setbacks, so you take that from what you can. Um, Vinny, probably the most entertaining game of the day, the Oakland Raiders and the <laughs> Cleveland Dog Pound Browns, 45-42 in the black hole. We had said that uh, the quarterbacks from 2003, first overall taking were 0-10, uh, in their first start so you know we liked oakland for that right. but baker mayfield did not disappoint no baker he's the real deal man he's the real deal and uh from the Giants' standpoint if he if odell wasn't our team i would have been all in on getting baker mayfield to be our next quarterback because the guy's the heisman trophy winner he obviously he has it all he yep. can do it all he has he just has that it about him you know that little swagger some people hate it some people like it i like the confidence out of him back to him with the browns uh, i don't think the browns have ever had Quarterback in their first start win a game since they came back to Cleveland. I think I saw that somewhere, which I wow. thought was pretty funny. Baker was unable to snap that streak. He looked good, but it was a shootout that the Raiders ended up prevailing. Big day for Derek Carr. Yeah, really, just Carr, awesome. 437 yards. And uh, listen, I don't know what you do with Amari Cooper at this point, Vinny. I really don't. It's... Oh, I benched him for Callaway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I didn't work out. I would have done the same. Eight catches, 128 and 1. Uh, Jared Cook looks like a with the way tight ends are, are going and falling, he looks like he's going to be a top seven tight end. He's having a monster season, yeah. and it doesn't—it wasn't a week one fluke. Everyone's like, oh, he's just the guy today. No, it seems to be Derek Carr's go-to guy, believe it or not. Jared Cook has emerged. Yeah, Martavius Bryant, 3-51, for 51, but I have to just mention, wide open, running into the end zone, slightly underthrown, and he drops the ball in what should have been a clear catch and touchdown, absolutely hilarious for a guy <laughs> uh, that can't stay off the weed. <laughs> um, uh, Marshawn Lynch, listen, uh, you and I liked him in fantasy going into the season. Um, if he keeps getting these catches in PPR leagues, Marshawn Lynch is going to have even more value than we could have anticipated yeah I liked him to bounce back this year he's the touchdown guy he has 300 yards and three touchdowns so far yep. so um and he's getting catches you're yes. right and he had a nice day on the ground today I mean yesterday 130 yards on the ground so Marshawn Lynch really having a big time bounce back season he really has and hopefully he can just stay healthy and you know uh stay with that on the other side of the ball though Vinny um we've been staying with Carlos Hyde and you know it's no secret. You don't take Chubb and, you know, you sign Hyde, but you don't take Chubb and then, uh, you know, oh, we're going to go with Hyde. You don't take him and not use him. And yesterday, three carries, 105 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, and Hyde got his. Hyde yeah, he was fine. Hyde owner shouldn't be mad. But when are we going to start to see this transitioning, Vinny, because Chubb looked awesome. Chubb looked really good. It was just three carries, so you got to give credit to the uh, offensive line probably helping right. him break out the big ones. But, I mean, uh, they have a nice little – they have a nice – Three-way back uh, back carousel there. They really do. Hyde, Duke Johnson is a great catcher. Probably the best catcher out of those three. Uh, Now you got Nick Chubb who can emerge for a big play, obviously. And Carlos Hyde, he's a solid professional. He is. And uh, Carlos Hyde owners shouldn't be too mad. He's still got his numbers there. But uh, Nick Chubb, only three carries. He did some work with it. We'll see if he gets more carries next week. Interesting. And uh, listen, they've hit on Baker. You hit on Chubb. You hit on uh, Ward, right? Denzel Ward. So you're starting to see some of these picks now. Uh, Listen, go Browns, right? (laughs) <laughs> that you're Browns, man. And uh, yeah, I was one of the people who really ripped them for taking Denzel Ward over Bradley Chubb. And I think we'll see some Chubb tonight with the Broncos and the chiefs game, but uh, Ward has, he's looked really, really good for the Cleveland Browns. And we'll save the giant game, uh, you know, cause we're giant fans. So let's hit the 49ers chargers. And uh, I know you didn't see a ton of this game cause you were at the giant game. So we'll we'll just, you know, briefly um, the char- it was scary. As somebody that bet the, uh, the, the chargers here, the LA chargers, it was scary because it was fourteen nothing in a hurry, um, and the, the Chargers. Philip Rivers didn't look good. Uh, the rest of the takeaways, though, you know, Rivers eventually found it. Melvin Gordon, Vinnie, uh, confession night, as you said, <laughs> I am ready to put Melvin Gordon in that top three running back status. He just uh, as good as I did like Eckler, but still, Melvin Gordon, the, he gets the carries. He, there's just he's guaranteed touches, and yep. he's doing well with them. And uh, I. Always hated Melvin Gordon because I had him his rookie year when he just really yeah. really sucked and looked like he wasn't going to be anybody. But listen, the Chargers use him; they utilize him very very well, and he's yeah, you're right, he's a fantasy he a monster. Beast. He's Take a fantasy down. monster. Uh, you mentioned Eckler. Eckler currently is running back twelve in a PPR league. So just wow a steal in value right there. I thought he did a great job down the stretch when Gordon was hurt last year, or I don't know whatever happened to him, but he was getting a lot of carries and he made the most of them last year. So Eckler is a solid player, but Melvin Gordon's the guy. He did Keaton Allen seven and, and uh, 63. If you took Keaton Allen, you likely took him early. He is not giving you that production that you expected. Um, and Mike Williams back to the uh, rookie yeah, Mike Williams. I was buying him, <laughs> man. I really want him. Everybody, everybody's buying in at there's big week last week. Only one catch and only three targets. DJ Brett had, as I say, or uh, Hart, his real name. Uh, He looked good. He really did. He was impressive for somebody that uh, you know. I've seen him last season. My God, you can only go up. But two touchdowns, two picks. They had zero run game. They couldn't even try. Yeah, they couldn't get the run game going at all if they wanted to. And they had the lead, which I don't understand. You have to stay with the run. Uh, George Kittle, fantasy uh, heaven right there for tight end. Six one twenty-five and one scored a very long eighty-two yard yard catch that. Saved them and had ended up putting up big numbers for the fantasy guys there. Uh, CJ didn't or whatever his name is, <laughs> Bethair, I don't know how you say Brett that head. name. Breadhead will go with the over the tops. Breadhead. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, not a Brett. bad game. 23 37, 298, two touchdowns, two picks. And um, they only lost by two points. I'm sure not a lot of people gave them a chance to even be in this game. They were winning most of the game. They really were. They were w- winning most of the game to the point at the live line. Uh, they were heavy favorites at one point. So uh, I was checking that out. Um, as far as fantasy goes, Goodwin looks like it's going to be a wash, a waste of a pick, just horrible. Uh, Garcon, Kittle should have value with the 49ers, but um, the Chargers win a game that they should have won and, you know, did win. So I'm hoping there, yeah. that Kittle is actually better without Garoppolo, because yeah, he was putting up no numbers until this week. And, you know, he should be. The tight end as a safety blanket, so, you know, there you go. Um, the Sunday night game... Um, <laughs> I know, and Le'Veon Bell now is going to report after the bye, week seven. It says uh, that's the news before he came on the air. Le'Veon yep. Bell, week seven. So anybody in fantasy, Vinny, uh, are you buying him for week? I'd be buying him if I could. If he's playing, you gotta be all in on him. Right. The, the guy is the uh, he's a fantasy machine. This guy. So We're automatic. We're week four. You're three weeks away. Are you sending out an offer for Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, if I'm, um, yeah, if I could do it. If that I have Bell owners 0-3, I mean, yeah. You, you kind of got to sell them. Yeah. You got to sell them if you're a Bell owner and you, uh, yeah, if you have one or no wins in fantasy right now, you definitely got to sell the on right. Bell because I'm sure he's why you have the no wins. You had no first-round pick these first yeah. couple of weeks. So, yeah, I agree. Absolutely sell. So, um, what would you take away from the 26th you win for the Ravens? Your boy, uh, Elite. Flacco. Elite Flacco. Uh, I I think it's more the Steelers are just unpredictable and so are the Ravens. You know what? For that matter, the Ravens and the Steelers are just very unpredictable teams that you don't know what we're going to see. The Steelers have been lighting up the scoreboard and they only put up 14 at home where Big Ben usually is like a lot for 300 yards and three touchdowns when he's playing at Heinz Field. So uh, The Ravens, uh, I didn't really watch too much of this game. I was on a bus. But um, But it looked like Joe Flacco actually really outplayed the Pittsburgh Steelers. He did. And John Brown, who we have been on uh, since the second week of the season, probably a little earlier we were on him, three catches, 116, and one uh, got through the Steelers' defense. If he gets by the Steelers' defense, forget it. Big Ben throwing 47 times, uh, completed 27. They have, listen, James Conner, everybody was on this kid, loved this kid. Great story. Right. Great story. They should make a movie about this kid one day. <laughs> But um, they have had no run game. They really have in the past few weeks. He's been okay out of the backfield. They have not been able to have a run game. So you take that away. Brown, eh. uh, Juju, eh. You, you know, this is a team that is getting shredded on defense and can't do a goddamn thing on offense. And just a shout-out that uh, I'm sure no one cares about besides me. James uh, Switzer, uh, Ryan Switzer. Ryan Switzer, I'm sorry. Switzer. Seven catches, 32 yards. Former Tar Heel. Caught all his targets. Let's utilize this guy more in the offense, Pittsburgh. How about it? yeah and there's the uh (laughs) (laughs) moving on uh here 747 over the top sports let's hit it man let's hit the giants uh 33 18 loss um i thought they you were there so i'll give you mine real quick i thought they played better than the score looks but again on offense uh i'm concerned about this offense you have to be you have to be and there's, there's i don't know it makes no sense mike they come out there they got a three-and-out stop. They get the ball back, and they have a beautiful drive right there, put it right in the end zone against the Saints defense that's been absolutely struggling. They've given up 100 points in their first three weeks, the yeah. Saints defense. So the Giants come uh, in there and immediately get a touchdown, and, the, and Sean Payne even admitted himself. Well, he didn't admit it himself, but he fake punted. Yeah. At, um, in, the, in their own territory, that's how much he didn't trust his defense. Yep. That's how much he didn't trust them. But the Saints defense – don't give up too many more points. They had 10 points until the last three minutes in that game, mm-hmm. the Giants, after an opening drive touchdown. And the play calling, is sucks. They don't throw it downfield. I, I miss the old Eli Manning where he would just not care. He would throw it all that, over the place and not care. You think that's play calling? You think that's Eli? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's something, it's one or the other. I, I, you got to call plays. Like, I, I never, I actually miss Kevin Gilbride. He took shots downfield. I'll do the halfback draws and then throw it over the safety's heads. I mean, this, they're so unaggressive, and you have a quarterback. He's not a rookie quarterback. It's not like he doesn't have a strong arm either. He can make these throws, like, utilize him. They don't do it. They, I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. And it's, it's interesting because Pat Sherman last year with the Vikings, the Giants brought him in because of that offense. He aired the ball out in Minnesota with Case Keenum, Diggs, and Thielen. Uh, Shepard a huge day. You'd have to say he's equal to Thielen or Diggs. Odell has to be equal to the other one, Minnie, and you have to say Eli is equal to Case Keenum at a minimum. So I don't understand how come this can't be reproduced here. I, I don't understand; it makes no sense to me. Obviously, the offensive line sucks, and that's why they wanted to get rid of the ball quickly. But listen, they've done better. They didn't give up. I think they only gave up two sacks in this game. Mm-hmm. This is like Where's I just said. One? Like I just said, the Saints gave up hundred points coming in there. Odell Beckham was ranked number one fantasy person going in, yeah. projected wise. Just nothing, nothing goes right when it's supposed to go right. And it looked like they were going to have a great day with that opening drive. It 10, I'm calling it 10 points because they got that eight points in garbage time against the Saints. Fair. I'm calling it 10 points. That's what you put up against the Saints. Unacceptable. No urgency. Uh, they just didn't even use Saquon running the ball at all. Uh, it just makes no sense to me. And they're just not, they're not going anywhere. They're just, they don't show me anything. After a big-time win, you come home, you, you shut down Drew Brees. They had Drew Brees under, what, 200 yards? Um, let's see. Brees had 217. 217 for Drew Brees. That's like nothing. 18 of 32. That's nothing, man. They were in panic mode. They knew the Giants were coming out strong, and then they just ended up being flat after a beautiful opening drive. Makes no sense to me. It it just, it just really doesn't, Mike. It makes no sense. Um, Takeaway um, Listen, I'm going to take that last seven the Saints scored off because that was garbage time from Kamara. So, to me, that meant right, nothing. Right, right. I love. thought this defense played a hell of a game. You shut Go down dead. the best wide receiver in football and Michael Thomas. He couldn't do anything. Four catches, 47 yards. Good job to Jenkins. You have, uh, hopefully, Olivier Vernon coming back. You have this kid, Morrow, who is suspended that knows Butcher's system. He's coming back this week as well. Uh, Eli Apple should be back mm-hmm. eventually. The, the defense is going to get better. The offense, to me... Um, and again, I said this two weeks ago, I'm not seeing any sort of offensive creativity. There's I'm nothing. Not. There's nothing at all, Mike. There's, there's, there's nothing at all. Shepard had a huge day. It looks like he's going to be um, almost like that Evan Ingram role. Not quite your tight end, but he's going to see a lot of those targets that Ingram would have saw. I would like to see our second overall pick, the first rounder, Saquon Barkley, get more than 10 carries. I agree with you. I would like to see that. 15 carries, 65 yards as the team. That was the team's carry. Uh, well, Why he was even out on that Goldman fumble, I don't even understand. I don't get that either, man. I, I really don't. That was such a horrible design. And I know the play broke down, but just. They were holding the Saints a great offense horrible- to field goals. They were holding the field goal till the end of the game where Kamara exploded. But, and, and for the Saints coming in with one of the worst defenses in football, you didn't put up a lot of points. You didn't crack 20. Embarrassing. And you got your eight with three minutes left when they were holding back. I agree with you. And it's Barkley, embarrassing. Listen, it's unacceptable. He uh, came out afterwards and said it's unacceptable the way they're playing soft zone on us. And we, you know, that's all we were able to do. He said it's an embarrassment. And uh, I like that that rookie's stepping up and saying that. He can't say, give me the ball more. Right. He can't say that. No. But he will say as a whole, as an offense, it was embarrassing. And it was. And I know you uh, write Confession Monday. What's the confession here on Eli? My confession is I think it's time for Giant fans to accept that we're not going to win with Eli Manning anymore. And it pains me to say that. And I think everybody knows it. I think you know it. And I I know nobody wants to say, it. I think it's just time to to be said because he could change things in the huddle. He could be more aggressive. He just goes with the flow. It's just not going to happen anymore. I just don't see them winning. Uh, They're not going to win. They're not even going to go back to the playoffs with him. It's just the offensive line sucks. He can't do it every, every time now and then you have a good game like last week, but he's consistently not having great games. He's not having those Eli Manning games anymore. They're not aggressive at all. I think it's just time to finally accept that the Eli Manning era—it's over. It's over. I'm. Th- I couldn't be more thankful for this guy for what he's done. Uh, I love the two Super Bowls. He got hot at the right time there. He had a big time year in that Super Bowl 46 run, but he doesn't. He doesn't have that anymore. He doesn't have that fire in him anymore. I. I just. There's. There's nothing there. I don't. I don't feel that energy level that I used to feel for him. And it's hard to say. It's hard to say, but I think it's, uh, it's officially time that the era is over and you have to accept that Eli Manning is just not that old Eli Manning that could, you know, win games. And uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) it is tough to say, I don't know if I'm there yet, but um, you know, he looked awesome in the playoff game last year. He did. He's always been a big time, big game, uh, big type quarterback. So, but uh when the offense doesn't score thirty points, um, you know, in how many games now it is certainly concerning. Um we'll see what happens, man. And now you have now you Carolina. So uh not an easy place to play at all. Nope, but they're seven and a half point dogs already in that game too. Yeah, and last time they were there they got completely blown out. So uh that's football. Uh you have the Monday night game starting off in about uh twenty five minutes or so, so we'll you know, picks are there and uh any bets from there or uh you staying off? all. Denver Broncos. Take 'em them getting, with the three and a half. Denver getting three and a half. Um, how did the college picks go this week? The college picks, I I split on the college. Uh, Stanford ruined the day. I, oh, did I go three and one? No, three and two. I went three and two. Three and two. That's them. a profitable day. We'll take that. And how did the NFL picks go on Sunday? That one is what I split. So split That's NFL. That's what I split. It's a winning weekend, though. If you bet them all, you have a winning weekend. Right. Um. Anything from college that jumped out at you this past week? That Penn State choked. Penn State choked, and Joe knew. <laughs> the, I had the under in that game, so that's all I was rooting for. But Ohio State with the, the comeback, Penn State should have won that game. They, uh, they messed up. They messed up, and they could have uh, made a big-time jump in there. And um, we'll have to see. And Syracuse, hats off to them. They played yeah. pretty damn well against Clemson. Um, I was going to put them as my cover, but in Clemson, I never know. Like, a blowout would never surprise me. Right. Too much orange in that game. But the, the Syracuse orange, they look pretty damn good in their football team. That, that team total – was five and a half. They have four wins already. They're four and one. That's going to go over. They look pretty good this year. Yeah. How bad is uh, the quarterback hurt? Did you hear anything with that? I have not heard anything about that. Just crazy that, uh, you know, the week that Kelly Bryant decides to leave and, uh, you know, and cry that they took the starting job for me that uh, what's his name? Thompson would get hurt. Right. And Mm -hmm. uh, you have to go to the third string, uh, who didn't look bad beneath to get thrown into that environment. He missed some throws, but, um, had a long run at the end there off, off an option. He looks pretty damn good. And, and for, to see Lawrence get hurt after Kelly Bryant walks out on yeah. the team with the transfer, that was his chance to come back in and get his job back. But uh, no, he'll, he'll be transferring somewhere. And um, I saw his list of schools he wants to go to. Yeah. Kelly Bryant, North Carolina, and NC State are in there. And they're the only ACC teams in there. You would think, with Clemson in the ACC, he would want to go play and get some revenge on them right. and be in that division, that conference. So, yeah, but he's not going to – he wouldn't do anything. I'm hopeful. On. I'm hopeful that maybe he'll be a North Carolina Tar Heel. Uh, Everybody watching on Facebook, you see the liquor out there. That is the Conor McGregor liquor. (laughs) Went out and uh, was able to find that today, Vinny. uh, The fight is coming up, though, this Saturday. Odds, real quick for you uh, McGregor plus 150 and Khabib minus 170. Well, we're going to get into this on Saturday for sure but um what what was it uh what Khabib just said something about Conor that he he looked like he was drunk at the uh venue Did he? <laughs> and he's gonna, yeah or something like uh, he was gonna kick his ass because he doesn't look ready to fight he, he's like doing doing blow and drinking every single night he's gonna to fight against me and um I, I agree with him I don't I don't think Conor McGregor is uh, going to beat Khabib I know he's obviously the show but um I don't think it's because he, he drank and did anything in the off season this here, but Ryan play I was talking yeah, about. he's got, you got to make that cash. <laughs> yeah, the Oakland guys. Jeez, man. You got to make that catch. It's right in your chest, Mark right in your chest. Yeah. That guy, he's another guy who loves uh, weed. <laughs> he can't stay up the weed, but yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to be, um, I don't think it's going to be as good as a fight as everybody's saying. Don't. I really don't. I think Khabib's going to, you know, I think he's going to knock him out. We'll, we'll see what happens. They are having another press conference on Thursday, um, and Dana White is expecting this to be a monstrous pay-per-view sale, probably his largest UFC, uh, UFC pay-per-view buy, you know, sale. So, interesting to see there. The under in the fight, Vinny, uh, under two and a half rounds is minus 135 right now. So, Vegas projecting it, and the buyer, uh, the better is projecting it to be a, a short fight, a, an under fight here. Conor McGregor has told ESPN he would win this weekend by a devastating KO over be. <laughs> And then Asis is his uh, next opponent from a long list of possible suitors. He is eyeing a rematch with Floyd Mayweather and uh, Silva. He wants to fight as well. So uh, interesting there. 7.58, over-the-top sports. Uh, give me your final thoughts here as we wrap up this Monday night. Final thoughts. I do not want to leave Yankee Stadium the same way I had to leave MetLife Stadium yesterday. Uh, Big-time wildcard game. I do not take the A's uh, lightly at all, Mike. But um, I'm feeling very, very good in the Bronx more importantly that we don't have to go all the way out to Oakland and then all the way to Boston. If we win, this is a big time. I like the the time zone here. Getting that home field was big. Mm-hmm. And, um, if Mike fires is the guy for Oakland, I want to see John Carlos Stanton smash one into, uh, the <laughs> Mohican Sun sports bar. And, uh, something that we haven't talked about, Rob and I were not able to do a, uh, a hockey preview, uh, which we did last year, even though Mike was pretty good. And that's coming from someone who's not an advocate hockey fan. Yeah, uh, my hockey, uh, my Stanley Cup preview was pure carbon last year, but, uh, <laughs> Does kick off this Wednesday with a couple good games. Uh, John Tavares, who Rob uh, will follow closely out in Toronto. As will I. (laughs) He kicks it off. Uh, That's a good game there. Bruins, Caps, Flames, Canucks, and the Ducks, Sharks at the Shark Bank. You get to see Brent Burns, Eric Carlson. Uh, it's just going to be an awesome combo between the two of them. Let's go. Uh, and that is only uh, – Sharks only minus 170, and that over-under is only 5.5. So, you wow. have to like that. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. But that is my final thought. Hockey starts Wednesday. We're getting into everything. Playoff baseball, hockey, football. I mean, uh, let's go, man. And Kyrie Irving apologized for saying that the world <laughs> is flat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that guy got a Duke degree. Yep. And uh, he could be a future <laughs> Nick, so he'll fit right in with the knuckleheads out in New York Yeah. Uh, everybody, thank you for joining us. We are back Saturday, 10.30 start. Uh, you're going to be back this Saturday? We made I'll soon. be back. Vinny, <laughs> we're <we'll be> back. <laughs> we are back. We are back. <laughs> we are getting back. Vinny <laughs> <laughs> back Saturday. Goon has assured us he will be back. Rob will be back as well. Full house this Saturday. Uh, we'll preview the fight October 6th. Let's do it. And uh, hopefully we can uh, – I mean, we're not going to get our old uh, UFC guy on here, but hopefully we get somebody else. We'll see what we do. All right. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Good night.